everyone, and welcome back to the Blush Podcast. I'm Ashley. I'm Na. Um, and today we have a special guest. Um, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Cecilia Connolly, and I am the senior culture editor for Blush Magazine. Awesome. Woo-hoo. Yes. <laughs> um, do you want to tell us um, what your topic is? Sure, yeah. So I wrote, or I'm currently writing, an article for the anniversary issue of Blush, um, kind of about the rise of online misandry, kind of as a reaction to misogyny and kind of how both of those have developed in in tune with the internet and internet trends, I guess, and kind of how they're changing from what they've sort of typically been known as um but it's been very interesting to kind of research about all of that and obviously witness it firsthand and everything yeah Yeah, definitely um what made you interested in writing this so I have always I was like one of those kids in middle school that was like so social justice warrior sjw (laughs) like I was fighting with people in class like it was that serious for me um so I've always been super interested in social justice politics and then the older I got the more I got into like feminist theory and stuff like that. And then when all of the editors were meeting and kind of talking about how we wanted to sort of tackle something along these lines, Mm -hmm. I sort of pitched this to Peyton because it's something that I've noticed a lot, especially in online spaces. Um, Not to bring up TikTok, but like it's very prevalent on TikTok. It's it's such a big topic right now. Enormous, yeah. You see it all the time, especially in the podcast setting. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yes. And so that was kind of where I wanted to go or why I was interested in this. And I'm glad Peyton greenlit it for sure. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, so um, we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, um, but I'm interested in what you mentioned earlier, which was the rise of it on the internet. Um, obviously, like both ideas are not new, like misandry, misogyny of existed yeah (laughs) um how do you think the internet has affected the way we view these concepts and the way like it's talked about amongst our peers i just think that obviously the internet is very good at bringing together people with similar lived experiences Mm -hmm. and similar beliefs and essentially putting them into a boiling pot with the lid on so they just get to like cook (laughs) and cook and cook (laughs) over Um, like yes exactly so I think whereas before like you were kind of bound to your the people you knew in real life and maybe those people didn't have the same beliefs as you now you can go online and find all these people who have the same or more extreme beliefs than you Mm -hmm. and just kind of have that shape your worldview and of course like we're exposed to so many different types of people now so many different just things in general. And I think that the internet has a really bad habit of making things so much more extreme, which is why I think we've seen this rise of like extremist right and left wing. Yeah. Pipeline. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, But yeah. And I mean, then like coinciding with the pipeline to the podcasting and that people being exposed to that. And it's just, that didn't make any sense, but it's just, really easy to fall into this stuff now whereas before you kind of had to go looking for it if that makes sense definitely I mean yeah this concept is just so unique um I feel like I I hear about a lot of people saying like I hate men and I think like a lot of times I'm like yeah I agree like I hate men too (laughs) um but then some people are like well you can't actually say that because like do you actually hate men and I'm like well yeah some of them but like I mean 
I'm dating a man, so I can't really actually yeah. hate them. I mean, what do you think about, like, saying that? Like, do you think it's a bad thing or do you think it's, like, a healthy, normal response to misogyny? So I think that, well, similar to what you said, I cited this really, really popular French essay by, the her first name is Pauline, I forget her last name, but um, she kind of incited this whole new wave of misandry and she wrote about this essay that she wrote which is called i hate men in french i don't know what that is um but she talks about she's like i'm married to a man my husband is like my favorite person in the world but like as a whole i think it's more of a reaction it's i feel like the byline of that is not necessarily i hate men period it's more of like i hate the way that i have been treated by men my entire life you know Mm -hmm. And, um, like an, I hate men, dot, 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 like, and I talk about this in the article, you know, it was like, I have so many great men in my life. And most people who get on the internet or with their friends and say, I hate men do have great men in their life. And I think that I, the way I view it is as a pretty appropriate, if not slightly hyperbolic response to decades of violence, aggression, Mm -hmm. oppression, um, so I'm trying to keep my name, my necklaces from like thinking. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think that a lot of people do say it's sort of in a joking way, just kind of to be like, oh, like fuck these guys, like fuck this guy who goes to <laughs> me, like whatever. Um, but I mean, you have to think about on the flip side, like you can go on the internet and see, or even in real life and see so many men being like, oh, I got cheated on when I was 16. So like all fuck women are guys. evil. Yeah. I hate these bitches. Like, right. you know, it's yeah. kind of. It yeah. feels vaguely double standardy. It does. I feel I think, like yeah. it's like it can be a healthy response. And I feel like it has the potential to be a healthy response. Yeah. Yeah. When like men do it, we do it. It's like a yeah. yin and yang back and forth type of thing. It's just it's good if we were able to open conversation and mm-hmm. communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Because everyone has these feelings mm-hmm. like I yeah. hate men, I hate women. Everyone hates everyone. Like, yeah, I think we all hate each other. Yeah. Like, I think we can all sing. I think um, we can all sing. Um, yeah. No, yeah, for sure. And I think that there, if we were, if all of our brains weren't like fundamentally broken, I think <laughs> that we would be able to potentially take a step back and oh, be like, sure. oh, we're all having these experiences and having similar feelings as results of these experiences. But unfortunately, it's become much more combative. Yeah. And I think that, like, for in my opinion, and from what I've seen out in the world, is, like, male anger is just so much more violent, especially when it comes to, like, women. Like, misogyny yes. is a lot more violent than misandry. Yes. yes, definitely. Like, yeah. when... When a man, I mean, there obviously we know about this. There have been instances where a man is rejected by a woman and then goes out and shoots a bunch of women. Yeah, and what yeah. the same thing happens to a woman, and she's angry and says, "I hate men." Like, why is there? We don't go crazy. There's no like, it's, like, it's like a pa- like if it's like repeated. Of course, yeah. we're gonna fuck some shit up. Yeah. But like, has I seen specifically in like racially? Like, what I see in black men, a good amount of black women are like, oh, yeah, the black women were fucking me- with me back then. Like, yeah. so, like, specifically with, like, the weird black guy. Mm. So they're like, oh, I watched anime and da-da-da when I was younger. <laughs> like, and the creator. Like, so now I hate, I hate all black women, yeah. you know? Which is, like, so weird to me. Like, what is your problem? <laughs> Like, maybe let's seek some help, yeah, um, some therapy for your mommy issues yeah. and all your issues. 
Yeah, and that's something I did kind of touch on in the article is kind of the way that where misandry is more of just kind of like a personal pacifier almost. Misogyny is so often translated through extreme violence, extreme Mm -hmm. aggression. Um, You know, like I'll never deny that men do get abused. Men do get um, treated poorly. Men get assaulted you know i'll never deny any of that and sometimes that is at the hands of women but i feel like it always circles back yes yeah Yeah. you have to think about like why that's happening on like a systemic scale and because Mm -hmm. the reason that men are socialized the way that they are like to be combative to be aggressive so often obviously not all men whatever (laughs) like don't don't come to my house like whatever um but i mean it's just so different like the way that these two beliefs even though they're parallel the way that they're both kind of translated into real life because you seldom ever hear about women like abusing all the men that they're with because like their mom was mean to them you know what I mean um but yeah it's just a very very interesting thing to try and navigate and to look at on like a larger societal scale not to be like we live in a society but we do we do Um, you know, it's so funny that you mentioned the article or the the, the essay that she wrote because I also yes. took it, looked it over and it was so interesting. Um, and I, I mean, she was looking at it and it is like a, it's a reaction to mm-hmm. decades, like, and I mean, not even decades, centuries, like centuries millennia, of yeah. oppression. Yeah. Um, and no, it's just so interesting that, you know, people, it's almost like this, like, back and forth, like you said, it mm-hmm. just circles around, this back mm-hmm. and forth, never ending, sort yeah. of. It's a but, cycle of violence. Like, there's yes. cycles everywhere, like, yeah. everything is cyclical. Um, no, I thought that essay was really, really interesting, because I feel like it's so, you know, like, I feel like the misandrists of today, like, on TikTok or whatever, are kind of the equivalent of, like, the bra-burning feminists of the mm-hmm. 70s. Like, it's kind of just this little, like figurehead of that doesn't really exist or that isn't really like not I think of it in a perspective of I feel like most people think of it as white woman feminism yes if we would like to talk about that first no yeah absolutely yeah because when I was growing up and in um in high school, beginning of high school, so my friends were like, oh, I'm not a feminist. I'm like, how can you not be a feminist? And what they thought of it is always the the women who are like, oh, I hate men. I hate yeah. men. Like, oh, like, can you touch me? You're raping me. Like, yeah. just like a, a very combative, angry, like, type of thing that, like, surrounds misandry and, like, the let's say the the taboo of it as well as the the stereotype of it connecting it to white feminism i don't know if that made sense yeah, no, yeah. anything it i was talking does. about yeah. yeah i mean if you can't i mean a lot of times like this i mean this article um i mean it it doesn't i don't know if it necessarily encompasses like more than just like the white woman's experience because mm. it is on so many levels different for women of color yeah um and i think that sometimes people don't always take that into account yeah they forget you know I mean? um because i mean you know wh- white women do experience violent the hands of men but it's all t- i mean ultimately more dismissed with like black women yeah so, like, well, and it's statistically so much worse for women of color too yeah, definitely and obviously like as a white woman i wasn't in my article like trying to speak to the experience of women of color but like i do 
touch on the fact that I like make a disclaimer in the article. I'm like, when I say that like most men do bit, I was like, when I say that men benefit from the patriarchy, I am recognizing that class, race, sexuality, Mm -hmm. um, able-bodiedness all impact where you stand on that social scale. Like even as a man, as a gay black man, you're much more disadvantaged than a um, straight cis white man, but you're still a man at the end of the day, which is something that I think has also come up a lot in at least online discussions about this. Like gay men being like, well, I'm gay. So like, I get it. And it's like, "Eh, mm." it's very intersectional. Like it is incredibly intersectional. And I hope you touch on this. I think you did, but like, Mm -hmm. how did you, how did you go through this process of including everyone and looking at this like personally as well as far away and like, going in and out of the subject. Yeah, so like exactly like you said, it is all intersectional. Like it all does come down to class, race, and gender. And sexuality obviously plays a part in gender. And it was kind of tough to navigate that in the article being like, okay, yeah, this does mainly impact women, but also it impacts gay men and trans men and trans women and it's it was hard to speak on that because obviously that's not my lived experience mm-hmm. but and yeah. I didn't want to overstep or anything but it, it was just a matter of being like listen like this is all rooted in these like centuries old beliefs that were formed by capitalism and racism mainly and it's just been this kind of really weird like accumulation of all of this stuff and now that um people are able to be much more vocal about their experiences it's easier to find people who have spoken out about like their experiences in marginalized settings Mm -hmm. but yeah it was it was tough to navigate for sure because obviously it's a very all-encompassing issue like no matter who you are or what you're doing you are living your life impacted by this in some way shape or form um but like me just being like a little white girl, I was like, um, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, circling back to the like concept of like misandry as a reaction um, on the Internet. Did you see any like specific statements that, you know, kind of stood out to you or like like maybe more controversial responses to this? Were there some people who agreed that like misandry is like a bad thing or like disagreed? So that's definitely something that I have seen, like kind of what you were talking about, how like in, especially when I was younger too, like there was kind of this division among the girls that I knew being like, well, I don't, I think that saying like men are bad is like mean and I don't want to, I don't think that's like right, you know? And I think that that has kind of translated into the current state of feminism, I guess. Mm -hmm. Oh, I totally agree. There's this very, there's this division where a lot of people are like girl power, but they don't want to like be like, no, men are kind of like systemically bad, like sometimes. But um, so there's definitely a lot of that online. Like I'll see a video of a girl kind of jokingly being like, oh, like I don't see men as people. And then someone in the comments would be like, actually, like this is so fucked up because my boyfriend is nice to me. (laughs) Like this is fucked up. And like, obviously I'm not like digging on anybody like, Sometimes you have to dig. Sometimes you have to dig. Sometimes you have to dig. And it's not, I'm not trying to be like every single woman in the world has to be like, I hate men. Like, because I don't think that's true. I don't think that that's beneficial to anybody. But I think that 
recognizing that men as a social construct are fundamentally flawed flawed yeah and just kind of damaged in their view of women basically Mm -hmm. and the way that they're socialized um but no i definitely there's definitely like a division on that even within feminist spaces yeah like like the rise of bimboism as well (laughs) it's like i I just want to sit here and look pretty and yeah, or the whole like plastic that. surgery is an empowerment thing. I was yeah. like, I'm gonna rip all of my hair out. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean like there's just so many like, conversations, and it's so interesting because I feel like all of this is both a reaction and also like it's almost complicit in yeah. yeah. So like, and where do you draw the line between what is what is reactionary, but in the end complicit, and how do you draw the line between something that is actually like a you know, a real reaction, something that is revolutionary. Like this, I would say, is something that is necessary because if you don't, you know, cause uproar, then they'll never question the, like, yeah. like bad behavior. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that, I mean, it, we talk about it here in the article, right, and that as well. And then she, uh, Pauline Hermage, I guess is her name, Love she's her. French. <laughs> um, she talks about it, the idea being that it is it is wariness it's a you know yeah. a reasonable response of wariness to you know a long <laughs> like a very long time of being oppressed so yeah. you know and i think that that's healthy like that's a healthy coping response yeah. to something like this yeah yeah where do you think misandry is going now hmm as the president of the misandry movement no I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um I actually am very, very curious to see where it goes. I do think about this a lot because I think that what has sort of happened in to a lot of people kind of in this age range, like college and high school, I think is that it's really easy to say these things, but I think it's become a lot, lot harder to get people to actually challenge the way that they think and the way that mm-hmm. they navigate their lives and to challenge the system that we live in. Like mm-hmm. I, in the article, I included and touched on the um audra lord speech um Mm. the master's house and the master's tools where she says that the master's house or the master's tools can never be used to dismantle the master's house Mm. that's not an exact quotation because i can't remember it um but you can't use like the system that has been set up for men cannot be used by women to break free of that system if that for sure makes sense so i really I really don't know because I think that the internet and all of this stuff is changing all the time and like social trends and cues are changing all the time. So I'm curious to see if it'll just keep building and building and building and more women will start participating in it until it just like explodes or if like it'll, my hope for it is that it kind of reaches enough people and in the right way and causes women and men as well to kind of take a step back and really critically look at the way that we treat each other and the way that we have been conditioned to see each other Mm -hmm. as members of opposing genders like I think that either something has to give or it's just or we're just going to get more podcasts like at the end of the day day, like we're just going to get more like girl boss and alpha male podcasts and then we're all just going to die like that's oh my gosh wow 
Mm-hmm. I talk about that in the in the in the podcast. I talk about that in the, <laughs> like you're doing now. In the, I talked about that in the article too about kind of like the rise of the alpha male podcast or like mm-hmm. the gym bro like fuck girls just focus on your grind like that thing <laughs> because I do think that in I when you look at it objectively like it's kind of a very similar response sort of like mm-hmm. because men have been conditioned to be very combative beings largely especially in the Western world, or at least in America. Um, And, you know, when they, these kind of young, impressionable, like, say, teenage boys mainly go on the internet and see girls being like, ugh, fuck guys, like, I'm, like, I hate dudes, like, da-da-da-da-da, like, I feel like that kind of, like, triggers a sort of, like, reaction to fight against that, even though no, maybe no one's ever said that to them in real life. They're like, Mm -hmm. oh, shit, like, that could happen to me one day. And then, so they go and they kind of, like, deep dive into this, sort of whole defensive like Mm -hmm. mindset you know and until it turns into this whole like just focus on yourself bro like these girls aren't shit like that type of thing and I think it's sort of not an equal reaction but a similar reaction objectively Mm -hmm. if that makes sense like kind of same trailer different park if that (laughs) makes sense if that makes sense um but yeah I mean, that could be, like, an entire article onto itself. Like, that's, Mm -hmm. I mean, this all branches out into different concepts and, like, different ideas of, like, and this is, this is feminist theory, (laughs) y'all. You're welcome for the crash course. Yeah, (laughs) don't cite this, but, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's just very interesting the way that feminism has changed from what it initially started out as and what it kind of had its heyday as in like the 70s and the 80s and then like what it's kind of turned into now um I think that the way a lot of women older and younger approach feminism now is very sort of skewed Mm -hmm. based on because obviously your worldview is at first informed by the people around you and the environment you grow up in so like your parents your schoolmates whatever um But it's just really, really interesting to see how even, like, women who I know who are, like, in their early 20s or late teens and live in a place as diverse as New York City and are like, yeah, I just don't really, like, I don't really think I'm a feminist. Like, I just don't really, you know, not really worried about it. Mm -hmm. And because I think, like, what you said earlier about complacency, I think that it's kind of easy to um, just sort of decide that you can remove yourself from it. Mm -hmm. Especially if you, like a lot of the people here are, like if you are a pretty, skinny, able-bodied, upper-class white woman, like it's easy to be like, that's not really my business. You know what I mean? Boys are nice to me, like doesn't really have anything to do with me. Um, So it's it's tough because you don't want to be like, yes, it does. But also you're like, (laughs) yes, it does. Like, (laughs) I don't know. It's just, it's very, very, that was one of the reasons I wanted to write this. It was because it's very interesting to me, like how all of this has changed sort of rapidly. Like even the feminism that we knew like 10 years ago has completely yeah. been flipped on its head because of, again, fucking TikTok. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> not to keep bringing that shit up, but like... I love it and I hate it at the same time. I yeah. hate writing about it so much, but it's almost unavoidable at this point, especially when you're talking about something like this. Like, yeah. I... Because I write for other publications and I was like, I hate writing about the internet, but so often you have to like... Because it's so culturally significant. It's like, just in everything we do. Everything. Like, mm-hmm. e- like, 
it's insane honestly like every single move we make every single interaction we have is in some way shape or form influenced by the internet which is insanely terrifying and it's going about. now specifically tiktok it's just getting started and yeah it's just getting yeah. worse yeah be i honestly know i honestly could see tiktok turning into like the fucking 4chan of like the 2030s or They're whatever planning on making it a google what so it's going to be its own search engine. That's the plan. <laughs> is that what they're doing now with the search bar thing? That's what they're planning oh, now. Oh, Jesus. Because that's what I, I understand because that's what I usually do. Like if I want to go to a cool restaurant, if I want to do my hair a certain way, I'm I, going to food ball, I go on TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't search on Google. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. So imagine young people, they look for these things or they're like, all right, yeah. I want to be this way. I want to act yeah. this way. Yeah. Vanilla girl aesthetic. Right. Yeah. And I, there's so many issues. I can't even begin to, No, we you can sit here and talk about that for that. six hours. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, Definitely. I mean. That is insane. Like, mm-hmm. what are we even going to do? Like, what happens when Google just disappears and you just got to go to TikTok? What the? <laughs> <then? laughs> what the? Like, that's crazy. That is um, insane, I mean, we're actually. just really lucky that, you know, like right now, at least we have you know, more than one platform to explore other mm-hmm. opinions and other people. Yes. And if it was just limited to a place like TikTok, you know, we probably wouldn't yeah. be able to have this, you know, frank of a conversation. Yeah, um, no, I am grateful for, I don't want to say like hashtag, I'm like hashtag grateful for Twitter. Cause that's like <laughs> humiliating to say, but like, I'm grateful that there are still spaces online where you can kind of find people because that's another thing that I think has propel both the current wave of misogyny and misandry is how easy it is to kind of fall into these like echo chambers mm-hmm. online like you find one group of people who have the exact same beliefs as you who are never going to challenge you and mm-hmm. it's once you're in that it's hard to remove yourself from that so i'm grateful that spaces where people can find dialogue and discourse still do exist even specifically though reddit reddit speci- is i kind of love reddit place. i'm sorry a great like, place i was on reddit for this article like i was on r slash like i'm sorry like no i kind of like i feel like reddit just got a bad rep in the beginning because it was kind of like gross but you're able to check people there i just saw a story about this woman being very freaking delusional sure. like just extremely delusional and they checked her real quick they're like you're fucking crazy <laughs> um like uh, calm down like, yeah you know that's what we need like no, i feel like it's like this... the final frontier yeah key. yeah yeah like the fact that my like 47 year old mother has read it on her iphone is oh crazy but also like i love that for her like i'm like <laughs> yeah girl do your research um but yeah i think and i think that another this is totally off topic but it just occurred to me like thinking about social media as a tool for like searching out information i think that the fact that all of our like you know that trend right now where it's like put a family guy video next to this or like Mm -hmm. put a soap cutting video next i think those are so funny because i love (laughs) soap cutting videos (laughs) whatever um digressing i think that the fact that our attention spans have just been totally shot to shit Mm -hmm. like definitely influences the way that people go and search out their own information about things Mm -hmm. and because there are so many books like um pauline Armange, her book or her essay, like she has other writing about this. There's a really good book called, um, oh, it's called like Invisible Women. And it's about like kind of how the act of data collection and data science have been sort of designed to exclude women. Um, oh, for sure. Which I used for this a little bit, um, which was a really great book. But it's hard to like, yeah. with the way that our attention spans are and the way that we like, sort of refuse to engage with long-form content, Mm -hmm. it's hard to 
encourage people to like go and read an article or read a book without sounding condescending as well as check themselves yeah 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 but um well with that being said um, (laughs) with long form content at all um this is becoming a long form um you know podcast right now um so i just wanted to say um Thank you so much. Dude, thank you for having me. This was fun. This has been an amazing discussion. I had no idea um, where this was going to (laughs) go. No, me neither. So many different directions. Um, But that's the topic at hand. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's uh, multi dimensional, multifaceted. And um, yeah, we're I'm so excited to read it. Your article. Um, Do you know when it's being released? So it's going to be in the print issue, which will be dropping early May. Great. Um, and then it'll also, we post all of the print issues online on our website, so it will be there as well. And I know they're doing an accompanying photo shoot too, which I'm very, very excited nice. to see because I think the concept for that is going to be awesome. So Amazing. Yeah. yeah so excited. excited to read it. Well, yeah, thank you again. And um, this is uh, me, Ashley, and this is Nam. And we're signing off. Bye. Bye. Bye.